0: Welcome in, everybody, once again to the Talking Tide podcast. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. I'm joined by Travis Ryer, the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com and the host of Southern Fried Sports Radio, which you can catch at 100.9 FM in Tuscaloosa weekdays, 11 a.m to noon a lot to get into on this midweek four edition of the talking tide podcast of course it's available at our web host at podbean.com also various apps including itunes google play stitcher and TuneIn. the twitter feed talking underscore tide we always link off to these podcasts as soon as we post them through that twitter feed it's a good way to keep up with what we're doing here Travis Southern Miss, uh, the opponent for Alabama this week. We previewed them, the uh, Golden Eagles coming in two and one on the season. Alabama, of course, three and zero. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2 at Bryant Denny Stadium. Uh, your stage setter, 88 degree temps expected with a a hefty humidity expectation of 57 percent for Saturday. Maybe not as warm. Uh, quite as that New Mexico State game a couple of weeks ago, but warm enough. It'll be
1: warm enough. And one of the good things is that 11 a.m. kickoff, so your lead up into the game, eh, should be low, maybe mid 80s at kickoff. And they're actually forecasting Chase some a, a cool down, well, cool down to 100 degrees, I guess, here in the next couple of days. So uh, it may not be quite as impressive in, in terms of the real feel, but certainly warm nonetheless.
0: No doubt. All right, Uh, the game, uh, a couple practice notes I guess we'll hit on first. Uh, Primarily, I guess the biggest note from the practice week thus far, LeBron Ray uh, undergoes some foot surgery. Travis, of course, starting defensive end. Uh, Been a rough career for him in terms of injuries and uh, production and whatnot. Hadn't hit the field a whole lot, a talented guy. Uh, But it appears, at least at this point, that he will miss either all or at least most of the 2019 season
1: yeah that stinks for both him and and also that defensive line rotation because you're right he had an injury issue in his first season at Alabama looked to be in line to really be a impactful player this this season on the opposite side of Raquan Davis but uh lower extremity issue once again for LeBron Ray and look it brings more of these freshmen into play, Chase. Uh, Justin Aboigbe, you might see Byron Young move up in the rotation as well. You do have a sort of uh, swing guy there in Federian Mathis that can place him in, still help you get nose-tackled behind DJ Dale. But uh, youth being served more and more in this Alabama front seven as we move just a month into the season.
0: Probably worth pointing out on Fedarian Mathis, too, that he's a guy, even though he's big and and not the swiftest guy in the world, he'll give you downfield effort. You always see that guy chasing the ball after it's gone past the defensive line. You don't see that with everybody, especially guys his size. Um, Maybe not the most talented guy on that defensive line, but Fedarian Mathis is going to give you an effort down in and down out like you want.
1: Yeah, he's a motor guy, and he's kind of been that way. Uh, the the last couple of years, and um, you're right. I, I've described him in the past, maybe a little bit of a tweener because of his skill set. You know, he's maybe not as dynamic as an interior pass rusher uh, to this point, anyway. As say a Raquan Davis or a Jonathan Allen in the past, those kind of guys. Uh, certainly, most recently, Quentin Williams gave him that a year ago. Uh, but you're right. You know what you're going to get from Fedarian Mathis down in and down out. You'll look up at the end of the game. You look at the stat sheet. You'll have somewhere between four or five, six tackles. May not have any TFLs or a sack in that group, uh, but just going to be solid and consistent. And you know there's some value in that, no doubt. So uh, yeah, I think that whether he starts or not now, Chase, in terms of snaps, uh, he's going to be playing at that sort of level. In terms of how much he's on the field again because not only what he can give you at end but what he can give you in support a dj dale on the nose stefan win can do that on the nose as well byron young another true freshman at end you know christian barmore probably be more of a part of this this week if not for the fact that he suspended for the first half saturday after that targeting uh penalty that he was called for in the fourth quarter at south carolina on saturday
0: that Will linebacker position also one to keep an eye on on Saturday. Of course, we saw uh, Ali Keho sub some for Christian Harris in Columbia against the Gamecocks, and following the game, Nick Saban essentially signaled a competition in practice between the two as to who was going to uh, man that position going forward. So that's going to be uh, worth watching as well against Southern Miss.
1: It is, and I don't know if either guy – Played at a level that made the coaching staff feel like on Sunday upon review that oh yeah, this was the better of the two. Harris obviously had his struggles; he was probably swimming, I think, mentally as much as anything else at times. We talked about post game how South Carolina coming up, uh, coming out up tempo with some pace that made it tough on those young inside linebackers. You know, Cahoe had some opportunities uh, when he was in there; didn't always finish plays whether it was as a tackler or in coverage maybe the way you would like so yeah it will be one of the mysteries i think going into saturday's game now tuesday we're doing this podcast before wednesday's media viewing periods now during tuesday's media viewing periods we didn't see anything different chase from what we've seen the last couple of weeks that means christian harris paired with shane lee but as you know a veteran of the beat we've been around this enough to know that you know what happens in media viewing periods especially on a tuesday uh, it can be different by the time kickoff rolls around on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. A little bit more roster news that's come down since our last podcast. The freshman pass rusher Antonio Alfano uh, in the transfer portal. Of course, he's not been practicing for some time. Uh, some speculation about what it could be. His father actually put out a tweet uh, suggesting that uh, a family member's passing has, has uh had a big impact on Alfano, and certainly, at least for now, it looks like he won't be coming back.
1: There's been some conflicting reports on that, whether or not he's actually in the transfer portal. You're right. His father comes out on social media, addresses part of the issue in terms of a family illness that has impacted Antonio a good bit. Um, but as we've talked about before, there have been issues in the past with Antonio Alfano dating back to high school that sort of raise some questions in this situation as well. It's just one of those things you're going to have to sort of sit back and, and let it play out. And probably if you're Alabama right now, sure, you, you would love to have a guy with that sort of talent back in the fold and, and a part of your program, especially at a a position of, of great value like the defensive line. But uh, you also have to wonder, given the, the sort of track record here in the history, You know, is it going to be a continuing theme uh, if he does end up staying at Alabama? Or, you know, is it a situation where perhaps it's best for everyone involved uh, for a fresh start for Antonio Alfano elsewhere?
0: What does Southern Miss bring into Bryant-Denny Stadium? A couple of thoughts and notes there. Quarterback Jack Abraham. Uh, has led so missed completing 71 percent of his passes on the season a lot of short stuff I'm sure uh, coming with that percentage but wide receiver Jalen Adams uh, has a hundred yard kickoff return against Troy this year for a score I believe Nick Saban mentioned uh, at the top of the week that Southern misses special teams were of some concern he's also one of their top receivers and an explosive guy
1: yeah, Adams has two kickoff returns for touchdowns already this season, and a punt return for a touchdown. He uh, pulled the he pulled the, the the double the daily double against Alcorn State in Southern Miss's season opening win. Uh, in that game against an FCS opponent, returned a kickoff and a punt for a score. And then you're right. Last Saturday night at Troy, he goes 100 yards. Uh, with a kickoff return. That's actually one of my three matchups I'm going to look at on BamaOnline.com for this game is Alabama place kicker Will Reichard and perhaps punter Skylar DeLong going against Jalen Adams, uh, who's a local guy. He's from minor high school just up the road from us here in Tuscaloosa, so it'll be a homecoming. Type game. We seem like seems like when Southern Miss comes to Tuscaloosa, we're always working that sort of story, right? Because Southern Miss recruits the state of Alabama traditionally uh, extremely heavily, so uh, that's certainly one to watch. And you're right, not just in the return game, but also on the offensive side of the ball, where he'll team up with. A guy that you might be talking about as far as the NFL goes, and that's Quez Watkins, who just made his season debut Saturday night against Troy, sat out the first two games of the season uh, due to suspension. He's had some academic issues in the last six to eight months. Looks like he's got those taken care of for now, but, boy, Quez Watkins had a hell of a season debut against the Trojans uh, down there at Troy over the weekend.
0: Alabama favored by 39 points the man Travis.'s he's, uh, uh, he's, he's been uh, he's hurt those chalk layers with uh, the last mm-hmm. couple weeks Alabama's failed to cover uh, through the back door against South Carolina and New Mexico State. Another big number this week and once again, uh, y- y- you gotta wonder uh, how far at the bottom of Alabama's roster, uh, is going to be on the field when Southern Miss is 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 trying to trying to cover this this number at the end of the game, presumably.
1: Yeah, here's the thing, and we tried to tell you people, you know, some of you people won't listen, but you know, if it does get to be a sort of forty point game, guess who isn't coming out of the game in all likelihood? Guys like Quez Watkins and guys like uh, Jalen Adams, you know, they're going to still be out there going against the twos and threes. So you know, proceed. At your own risk is the advice here on Talking Tide, as we try to tell you each and every week. But, yeah, I mean, I get that number. To me, that's still a little high uh, because, again, you just said it, roster depth these days. Now, there was a time 10, 12 years ago, you know, Alabama would roll out twos, even five years ago, would roll out twos on defense, and the starters on the other team would be like, well, go ahead and get me out. I don't even want to go against these guys. Well, Alabama doesn't have that sort of back end of the roster, especially on defense these days. Now, offensively, I think they do. I've been impressed by Alabama's twos on offense a great deal more, Chase, than I have been by the twos-slash-threes yeah. on defense, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Mac Jones moves the football team. And, yeah. and, and and we've seen him get a series or two here and there with the ones, but most of his action comes with the twos. And, and they do seem to do um, – pretty well as a unit when they get in there. Uh, flip side of that, yeah, the twos on defense, they give up yards and chunks sometimes. You see more penalties, I think, with that group, although penalties have been an issue for the starters as well uh, on that topic. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, um, it opens the door. It opens the back door. It opens the back the man door. man
1: loves it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. When you just – that little – all he needs is a little crack, you know. Next thing you know, that, that size 20 foot of the man. Is coming through that crack,
0: you know. Yeah, all the guns and am- all the guns and ammo are focused on that front door, you know, and the front window. And that back <laughs> that back door is the one that flings open, you know. <laughs> oh,
1: it crashes open on some of the boys and girls at times, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, you're right on the uh, you know sticking with that twos topic with the offense. You know, Mac Jones in these games, he's he's getting you over if you're laying the points in that offense. He's been getting you. He's been getting you home with the offense not just him but that offensive line I really like that young sort of inexperienced group that they've been putting out there guard to guard with Darian Dahlcourt at center Pierce Quick at left guard Emil Ekior getting back to full health now you know that, that side of the ball can get you there the problem is if you leave any time leave any time on the clock like Alabama did at South Carolina well you know you, you buy the ticket you take the ride with the man sometimes Chase
0: how about the Ticket Man? We'll hit on the Ticket Man real quick. That StubHub market not looking good for the Southern Miss game again, as expected. Tickets as low as ten dollars on that secondary market. And Travis, if you if somebody is looking to move a pair on, on StubHub or any of these secondary sites, and and sometimes they come with that recommended sale price. Uh, the, the 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 recommended sale uh, price Let, let's call it what it is it's a recommended dump price yeah. uh $13 for southern yeah. miss alabama
1: and, and if you can get that right now you need to take it you need to take that and do a an irish jig um or something but no and the thing too is with these daytime kickoffs good bread i mean you got to know the sort of sun dial type thing as it impacts the stadium now 11 a.m. i don't know if there's many places to hide you know in the stadium for an 11 a.m. kick. Those later afternoon, two thirty, three 3 o'clock kicks, you want to be on sort of that west, that northwest corner, you know, the west side of the stadium. You can catch some shade over there. But I don't know if there is a good place to hide for those 11 a.m. kicks. Um, you know, it, it's a tough one, no doubt.
0: Yeah. All right, the Talking Tide Podcast at podbean.com rolling on. We got some thanks here for uh, some sponsors of the show, starting with North River Dental Associates, the charter sponsor of the Talking Tide Podcast, Dr. Jack Smalley and his professional staff of dental hygienists. Can take care of your teeth your family's teeth they do a fantastic job whatever your dental needs they can handle porcelain veneers over there uh, cosmetic dentistry laser dentistry endodontics dentures uh, if you need some oral surgery they can get you taken care of over at north river dental associates the website NorthRiverDentist.com. You can make an appointment there. If you haven't been to the dentist in a long time, get in there uh, and get it done. You're supposed to be in there twice a year. I'm always in there twice a year uh, because they make it such a quick and easy and, most importantly, painless process uh, over there. The phone number is 752-3506 located at 1100 Fairfax Park, just off McFarland Boulevard in Northport. It's North River Dental Associates. Also want to thank Session Cocktails and Spirits. Now, the grand opening is here, Travis. It's Thursday night, uh, and uh, the majority of uh, the Talking Tide listeners download the show um, on Thursday in the midweek when we tape, uh, when we record the podcast uh so usually on Wednesday nights. But uh, if you're if you're downloading this podcast on Thursday, then get over there tonight for the for the uh, session cocktails and spirits grand opening. Hunter and his staff are going to be ready for you. They got a huge lineup: a Moscow Mule, a Paloma. Uh, you just can't beat it over there. Uh, it's a smoke free environment indoors. They've got a lounge area outdoors where smoking is allowed. Uh, try the painkiller. That's a good one as well. They start that one, Travis, with Pussers Rum, and uh, I can only presume that uh, that rum comes from the Pusser family. You and I uh, have uh, come to know a little bit from North Alabama. You put- That's right. Uh, And uh, the Sidecar, a cognac-based drink, another one to try over at Session Cocktails and Spirits, 2221 University Boulevard in downtown Tuscaloosa, opening Thursday, September 19th. Check it out.
1: Yeah, a little cross-promotion there with the painkiller from Session. And North River Dental. That's uh, right. You go from one to the
0: other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tie it all in there. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Heat Pizza Bar downtown Tuscaloosa. Will and Frank are good friends down there at Heat Pizza Bar. By the way, Frank running for City Council District 4 in the downtown uh, sort of Tuscaloosa area. That's coming up in the next few weeks. So you need to keep that in mind. Vote for Frank, District 4, City Council, Tuscaloosa. Uh, But on the pizza front, Outstanding Pies. We've told you about that many times here on the podcast. Great, great selection. Whether you like a specialty pizza, uh, they've got that Thai chicken pizza I've told you about. Whether you are as simple as a cheese pizza, they can take care of you there as well. Salads that are out of this world uh, as well. Um, You talk about Uh, the, the, the garden salad. That's what it says on the menu. Well, let me tell you, it's anything but just basic romaine, tomato, maybe a little bit of onion. No, this baby's got everything on it. It is outstanding. Also have a ginger salad there that is very, very good. A lot more than that nickel and dime sort of throwaway salad they give you at the Japanese steakhouse. No, no, no. This is a legit ginger salad. You need to try it next time you visit. Heat Pizza Bar downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Also want to tell you about Brick and Spoon right there in downtown, Uh, Brick and Spoon in Timmerson Square, uh, a top 10 breakfast in the United States of America, according to Travel and Leisure magazine, but so much more than just great breakfast. I know, right? A great breakfast in and of itself is plenty. You don't really need anything else, but Brick and Spoon's going to take care of you for lunch. They're going to take care of you for brunch. They've got that avocado shrimp salad. They've got great burgers. They've got great sandwiches. Breakfast, lunch, brunch, bloody marys, mimosas—you name it, they've got you covered at Brick and Spoon downtown Tuscaloosa at Timerson Square.
0: Frank over there at Heat Pizza Bar, I guess, uh, has to be the first official Talking Tide elected endorsement. So, there yeah, you political go. endorsement there, you know. <laughs> Talking Tide. Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Talking Tide podcast rolling on at podbean.com. Chase Goodbread and Travis Rider with you a few more minutes. Gonna go around the SEC as we always do to close out the show. Uh, three games other than the Alabama game of significant note. Travis, I would say Auburn at Texas A&M certainly one of those. Tennessee, Florida, I'm going to put in that bucket just for nostalgic reasons, if nothing else. And, uh, of course, you've got Notre Dame at Georgia. The Bulldogs uh, had that home-and-home with the Irish. I think it was at Notre Dame last year, right? uh, A couple years ago, yeah. A couple years ago, and then the Irish now uh, coming to Athens.
1: Yeah, Jake Fromm's first start a couple years ago, if you remember. Jacob Eason goes down. Yeah, in uh, that two thousand seventeen. You're right though.
0: Season. That's a split home and home. They skipped a year, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they did a they did a little uh, skip a year, but that um, yeah, should be an outstanding atmosphere. I think that'll that won't be as much of a classic football game as it will be a classic weekend in Athens. You know, um, should be just a blaze, a buzz uh, in Athens, Georgia coming up this weekend yeah you're right about Florida Tennessee to call that one the used to be bowl it, it used to be the Southern Super Bowl now it's just kind of a an extra game it seems like man when you had Peyton Manning there for four years at Tennessee and Spurrier and and those quarterbacks Danny Werfel and uh, Terry Dean and those receivers for Florida uh, and the great build-up there used to be in those games only for the games never to seemingly live up to it Uh, as the Gators would uh, seemingly each and every year blow out Peyton and the Vols. But, no, it's a big game in the SEC East. There's no doubt about it. you got Kyle Trask taking over at quarterback for Florida with uh, Felipe Franks joining this uh, lengthening list of injured quarterbacks we've talked about now and the SEC and college football in general. So, that's an, it's an important game, but I think Auburn, Texas A&M, I, that's the game I'm most intrigued by over the weekend because I don't have expectations of Notre Dame in that game against Georgia. So that 230 CBS game uh, in, in what I call one of the Ag Cup games, you got Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn, they sort of battle for that Ag Cup, the Agricultural Cup every year. Uh, in terms of the SEC West and being viable in that division – uh, must-win situation for both A&M and Auburn
0: on Saturday. It's a pecking order game in the west. No doubt. Uh and and I like Texas A&M at home. Uh we'll see what happens. I I think I think that one could be a little more high scoring than most people expect. I, I know Auburn's defense is something that that, that they're going to be able to lean on for much of the season, but I don't know. Sometimes College Station things can get pretty wild offensively. Um, that'll be one to watch. Can Tennessee go on the road and beat the Gators and Kyle Trask's first start uh, for the for U F? I don't know that they can. As bad as they've played, they lose to Georgia State in an opener. They've stunk it up uh, seven ways from Sunday since this season began. But I still, as I watch Florida, I see a beatable team. I, I, I see a team that, if Tennessee shows up and 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 you know cleans up a lot of these airs, I, I can see them being right there in the fourth quarter in that game.
1: Man, it is so much about trust level in so many of these quarterbacks in the sec right now though you know right i mean yes kyle trask is making his first start but he is a guy that's been in that program for a while chase Uh, he should have a a level of comfort because of that especially playing at home and meanwhile what have you seen from Jerry guarantano to to instill a lot of trust in that guy in that nothing. situation nothing. and and probably more so than anything when I look at this game Florida's continued or at least one of them continued weaknesses continues to be that offensive line for the gators and I just don't know if Tennessee has the people up front defensively to really expose that side of the ball all that being said nothing will surprise me because I mean we are talking about a Florida team that was down 21 to 10 to Kentucky with Kentucky's backup quarterback starting on Saturday night in Lexington. So who the hell knows at the end of the day, Goodbread? Yep. Yeah,
0: gonna be fun. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Be sure to join us for the Sunday Nighter uh, when we recap Alabama's game against Southern Miss. For Travis Ryer of bamaonline.com and Southern Fried Sports, I'm Chase Goodbread of nfl.com and Crimson Cover Television. We'll talk to you next time on Talking Tide.